0: So, we are approaching Santo Bartoloméos, and um, John, Do, what is that you see approaching that most of the population of the island lives, well, on the sea, on some kind of a board, and unlike like 9,000 people actually live on the island nation? Because this is a big event. I mean, you've got dignitaries
1: coming from all over. And therefore, there's a ton of money in it, which means that everybody who lives on uh, St. Bart is making the journey to St. Bart to uh, either try and make a quick buck or simply to see the ideologues in action is that the the docks are overflowing and people and anyone who can is simply just pulling their boat up wherever they can. The problem is, is that the docks are overflowing, and it's very clear that uh, the docks aren't supposed to be first-come, first-served. You're supposed to have, you know, oh, this is my docking area. Here's my paperwork. But uh, somebody didn't really pay much attention to who was deciding that stuff, whether out of corruption or laziness. So there's multiple groups of fishermen arguing, like, no, this is my dock. This is my dock area. No, this is mine. And it's just a huge clusterfuck. Just a massive if you're a bureaucrat, it'd be a nightmare. But uh, because we're not, we're giggling.
0: And, Hireman, uh, what is that you see as you land and go and walk through the streets? That reminds me that this place was colonized for a long time by the French. There's still the lingering taint of their presence.
2: Here for a long time, so to some extent, it's sort of crumbling and a little bit in disrepair. And I don't know if that's necessarily because people couldn't repair it. I think they could. It's just a matter of do they want to. And then obviously there are things that you can like smell in the air. Like you can smell like, I mean, bake, like, you know, things baking with like lots of butter and like that kind of stuff. Like there are, I think there are lingering elements of that in, even in street food. I'm like, just the, the cuisine is kind of out here a little bit. There is kind of the ever present, Would would the word Creole be accurate to describe this the the language spoken here? Would it be a Creole?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, it will definitely be a Creole language.
2: Yeah, so there is like there are these kind of like I mean there are shouts between people of just like you know sort of Creole expressions that I, I don't think are probably found in most other places. They are pretty specific to here. I can't think of anything else super specific. Does anybody else have something of note? Everyone's wearing berets. Thank you, thank you, Brad. <laughs> every every single that you as as soon as you touch down on the dock, you get handed your your mandatory use beret. You get you get a beret. It's handed to you by a man who's using a baguette to hand you berets. He picks them up off of a cart.
0: It's <laughs> handed by a nine year old smoking a cigarette. <laughs> the things that I have seen in oh, cocksucker, you would have no clue. So it's only taint if it's from the Tainte region of France?
1: (laughs) Otherwise, it's just sparkling culture. (laughs) Sparkling gooch. Verzeque,
0: as you approach the Royal Palace, what is weirdly familiar about this place to you?
3: I'm going to say, you know, go with the old adage, the smells of the place are bringing back weirdness, deja vu memories like i've been here before but i don't remember being here before and like the smell of the food the smell of the people the smell of the the ocean water and the ocean breeze i should say and all that stuff is just uh getting them to shake their head like i I must be tired they just say that
1: out loud that they must be tired it has been a long day but (sighs) we'll get a nap in
0: yeah so, yeah, for anything on purpose, you are now lose on Santo Bartolomeo. Where do you want to go? I want
2: to go to Vox Americana's hotel room and shoot him in the head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Sam. I was, <laughs> I was formulating the thought, you asshole. I don't do that.
2: <laughs> Just if you're asking me what I want to do,
1: it's that. What I think we should do is we should take effectively they're trying to try and turn this into a tourist island. So I guarantee there is a museum of the nobles of St. Bart. We got to go to the museum.
2: Yeah, that feels a pretty good way to get acclimated, I suppose. Let's, uh, I guess ask around, get some directions and we'll head over there.
0: It's on one of the old Swedish forts. It was a Swedish colony and where the, the Swedish West Indies company uh, did, you know, the, their participation on the transatlantic slave trade because uh, Nordic people, you know, they're horrible. They never did that anything wrong. Hold on. <laughs> hold on.
1: I know this isn't in the museum. I know the museum, in fact, cuts that. entire. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cut the whole slave trade right out.
0: Yeah, no, there's no mention of that.
3: There is the Viking era and nothing else.
0: Yeah, the Viking era and about what the, the museum is dedicated about is the royal family here. So you go there and do the quick tour and there are plenty of artifacts to the history of the independent nation of Santo Bartolomeo, a nation of the mother age. It was an autocree that on the 19th century declared the independence of, well, they decided, they took a vote between remaining French or Swedish and they voted to become a dependency directly under management of the Swedish crown. And which is hilarious because they became managed by a branch of the Bernadette dynasty, which is actually a bunch of French people that were <laughs> overseas <laughs> Because nobility is very normal. And yeah, uh, so they voted to be ruled by French, or by French. And something changed, and this, this is what a lot of the museum is about, is that the new branch of this family, they started to adopt indigenous monarchical practices of the various peoples that once had stewardship of these lands. And there is a big hall of the museum around all the different peoples that have at some point or another passed through these islands. And the most curious thing is that while many people have lived here, their stay seemed to be temporary. As the island until you know you have the absurd use of manpower and capital that only capitalism allied to slavery the entire sweats of population can allow was made applicable to the way that it would actually was transformed to the point where it could actually sustain a permanent population as it was another of the gateways of trade in and out of the new world and you will not figure out what was the gateway of and and again this part is not the movie. but yeah it's a lot of people out of different peoples that live there and weirdly enough the tiny branch of the royal family they started doing this integration and instead of going through the model of European mobility of the time they started to how to say see, go back to the roots of monarchy as a social role as a social position as a mediator between relationships between peoples as more and more of their subjects were native people and uh, there is an entire room that is the Princess Sophia room which was a hero explorer, uh, a princess of the royal family that she traveled across the world and she was the one that actually renamed the, the branch of the family, which was the Bernadette Law branch. She renamed it Jolie as she adopted many of the superheroes that explored the world with her. As consort or children. And through starting this branch of the, well, House Jolie, this Swedish slash French slash indigenous slash a bunch of superheroes of the 9th century royal house. Then the final rooms of the museum, there is a room where you can see a portrait that. You already expect, but have confirmed that it's of Princess Yahima and uh, all the different hotels that are on the island, the different resorts, the beaches, the institutes for the top-notch healthcare, And you also see what they call the black soil and the black blood, which seems to be chemical preparations from the island that are the secret of the royal corporations of the crown that uh, seem to be responsible for the improved health and longevity of people that get subjected to these treatments and how this can be modernized for the 21th century and the future of this place and uh, proposals for the building of a a magic academy, proposals for alchemy at industrial scale, and even a a psionic research institute. These seem to be all projects that are being sponsored by Princess Yamima. And then the final, tiny room on the way to the gift shop is to the Antillian Games, which seems to be, again, one of those things that the crowd changed about themselves when they started to turn to the the indigenous peoples and try to accommodate to them. And uh, it is basically it's a games across most of the Caribbean. But to be honest, many people outside can also allow to take part. And they they are very similar to Olympics. The thing is, instead of medals, the winners get the opportunity to be recruited into the Royal House, surely. And that is the origin of many of the heroes. The thing is, the photos of the last one is that it was organized some point in the 50s. And, uh, yeah, uh, both of the current uh, regents and maybe, uh, maybe many of their siblings were recruited at that time. And... Among the, the competitors, you see uh, a photo of... no, cannot be. Is it the 11-year-old Kenyon in one of the photos? Oh my god, yes, it is. Oh, 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 how? How did she take part on on the Italian games? Wait, is she a member of the royal family? No. I mean, she competed did She's 11. It's not like she won. Also, if she was, she would have been sent on this mission, right? Well, you cannot ask, because she's currently on Spain on a long mission, so... Yeah, uh... You know,
1: I mean, we, we all know about museums, that they're, you know... Especially a touristy museum like this. But it's kind of interesting that there's no dedication to Prince Carl, right? Or is that just me?
2: Johnny is, relatively speaking, pretty distracted... So when John says this, he just looks up and says, oh, uh, yeah, I guess that's a that's a good point. Pretty much the only time he's been able to dial in on this entire museum experience is the picture of Kenyona, because he's just a little bit tickled by seeing just like little 11 year old Kenyona anyways. That's just funny to him. But otherwise, he's just going to be looking over his shoulder pretty much this entire arc until...
1: Certain things reach a logical conclusion. Also, I mean, this alchemical black soil is fascinating. I mean, it explains why the why the world's cozying up to this island. But also, I mean, I'm leaving this museum with more questions than answers. I mean,
2: would I be able to get any sense of the like the properties of this alchemical soil just from feel or vibes or anything, Lou? Not really. Okay. I can't, like, pick it up and touch
0: it or anything, right? No, there's no note here. Okay. It's all just, hey, look at the future of our island. Well,
1: we've learned a lot from the past, kind of. Gentlemen, I'm about to suggest the hardest mission I think we've ever undertaken, because it relies on something important. Go on. Who brought the cash?
2: Johnny reluctantly raises his hand. You
1: want to go get a drink? Oh, thank God, yes. Let's hear what the locals have to say.
0: Yeah, and, but I'm curious about any reactions from one person.
3: I think you didn't notice this, but Berserkier isn't with you. And you definitely notice, you, you look back and you see them staring at the painting of Princess Sophia. Hey, uh, Joachim, you all right? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 so I'll be right with you. Drinks sound great.
2: You got something on your mind, or should we just have you meet us there? Oh,
3: no, no, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Coming. Oh. Uh, yeah, alright. Uh,
1: John? What's up, Yogi?
3: How do you, uh, tell the difference between Deja Vu and someplace that you've actually been in your
1: past life? Um, so honestly, when I've been somewhere I've been before, it feels a lot like Deja Vu at first, but, um, you know that feeling when you like crack your knuckles right before the knuckle cracks when you feel that pressure build up mm-hmm yeah it feels like deja vu but that sensation so I just keep applying pressure until it uh, breaks through sometimes it's good sometimes it's scary you got something you want to talk about I don't know it's just
3: it's I first thought I was just like tired from the ship because you know I, but now it's something more this 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 place feels incredibly familiar overly familiar. Huh. But I, I just can't, I can't, I can't nail it down right now. Uh, let's go get drinks. Maybe some alcohol will help.
1: Yeah. You, you never know. You might see something that'll spark it. That's what I usually do.
0: And you go hang out on the bar while you over drinks. Genuine idea here is to
1: go to a local's bar so we can rule out we're going to hear the locals complain about all these, all the out-of-towners coming in, making everything difficult. What else are big? do big events call? The fact that uh, there's no boat parking. Disregard both of those. Irrelevant. But anything else of note. We, you know, we'll buy some people drinks. We're doing our best to blend in as much as we can in
0: this place. You go to one of the bars, which seems to be called Princess Naguabu. And the whole place is still in morning. You can see Portrait of the Queen Eugenie Jolie. And uh, and you can also see portraits in memorial of Princess Naguavo and their partner, the Prince Consort Louise, and also to their child, Sophia Jolie. And uh, yeah, and uh, it seems to be a place that is well familiar with the, the royal family. And you order the drinks, you play around, and you can see that, yeah, things are uh, tense. People, people don't believe that uh, Princess Yahima and Prince Carl are going to be able to be regents for long. Eventually, things going to come to a head, and one of them will be crowned the next sovereign. And uh, people, they seem uh, how they say distant. Uh, they, you talk with a lot of people, and they complain, "Oh, this is not used to be like this on the on the time of the old queen." We'll probably have some kind of games. He will have some uh, talks of the of the royals with the people. This seems like everything is being decided with in inside closed rooms. It seems like the people outside the country have more say of who is going to be the next queen, uh, rather than anyone here. It's uh, it's frustrating. It's it's unbearable. Feels wrong. This is not how. How the Julius use it to be. It's not not how they maintain the love of the people. Why well, if it's not like this, why have kings? And you know, if even a place like this has this kind of sentiment, you know, must be quite widespread.
1: Alright. Anyone else have any more fact-finding places we go before we start to do some real digging? Any other preliminary recon?
2: Is there anyone around here who appears to from like there's conversations they're having that works around this? alchemical soil that is just talking loosely
0: no <laughs> you get the sense to people that work on that and i'm doing a lot of day drinking in the monarchist bar.
2: that's so strange yeah i don't have anything else then i don't think
1: because that's important info we out of character i think we we i think we've hit our recon limit and we should start actually talking to trying to get an audience with the movers and shakers. The other thing that might be an interesting consideration for reconnaissance might be to try and get a good look at if there's any other power players from foreign soil messing around here. But I have a distinct feeling that's going to be a hard angle to run up against. Yeah, I don't disagree. So I'm just doing some early digging before we start meeting the the monarchial candidates because, uh, well, I want to know what to expect neither of them has a terrifying nickname or a reputation for doing unwholesome things. That doesn't mean they don't, they don't
2: do it outwardly.
1: I honestly, after the two little recon things, uh, I guess we could do our first, I mean, do we have time to do the first interview with one of them to start? Imp- I think we have like, okay, let's,
0: and let's yeah. Which one? I'm, I'm game for that. Let's interview the princess. Having uh, got a survey of the lands, you go to the palace and request an audience with Princess Yahina, which you are able to get, you know, as official dignitaries. After waiting a bit, you're taking to a wall room in which, again, there are massive portraits of about uh, so many members of the royal family. It's like this royal family was massive. And, uh, and again, at the end of a massive table, it stands a portrait of Queen Eugenie, side to side, to portrait of Princess Naguabo. And uh, standing beneath them is Princess Yahima. Please, I know that uh, your people look to the future, but uh, here we still value some traditions. And uh, you know that this is not accidental. You've been at the museum. You know what, what message she presents to the West? I, this choice of presenting a traditional monarchical front to you seems very calculated. It seems like, you know, for the Westerns she seems to present the idea of board meetings rather than palaces. But that is not the message that she's tailoring to the Chileans. Let's play along. I'll... She wants
1: us to bow before we approach. That's fine. She wants us to go as far as the classic kissing of the ring. Fine. We'll play along for now. At least I will.
2: Yeah, I don't have any problem with that for for the moment. I mean, I have personal objections, but it's not like enough to.
3: Yeah, when
1: in Rome, I guess. So what can I do to help you? I mean, honestly, we're just interested to meet you. I mean, it's so rare for a superpowered monarch to exist, let alone to be in the presence of one.
0: Oh, well, I'm still not a monarch, and in fact, the last census, well, I'm not that popular. The, the future demands certain sacrifices, and uh, yeah, not everyone agrees with my decisions. And what I did as part of uh, an executive at the Royal Corporation seems to be haunting me as I proceed to succeed in great grand aunt steps.
1: I mean, it's so easy for people to judge the choices of the person in the arena when they're sitting safely in the stands.
0: I guess people will realize that Carl is an excellent person, but he's not fit to be king. I'm. I mean, I don't know if you have met him. He will be the first one to tell you that he's not fit to be king and he has no desire for it. I think things will be much better if people understand it. In order to maintain tradition and to have a future for our island, certain arrangements have to be made. I
1: mean, from what we've seen, I mean, we've only done a little bit of touring of the island. We would love to do more, especially, I mean, if you could spare someone who's truly familiar with it.
0: Oh yes, I can get my personal assistance to give you a guided tour of some of our spas, uh, some of our research installation, whatever. You do. Ooh,
1: I mean, I know that personally I could always use a spa day. And when it comes to science, my friend Highwayman here is truly gifted.
2: Generous of you. Not not entirely untrue, but I am in this case happy to be more of an observer than anything.
1: How do you find your visitors from the west I'm always curious I mean you know how we diplomats are we gossip
0: well uh, I'd say that uh, a few of them they have made interesting proposals they are being interested in uh, if I put the royal corporations out from being under the direct control of the crown if I put them on the market they seem to be pretty willing to buy stock yeah that sounds accurate. Yeah, and I would say I I had a good run administering them, but if I'm going to be a monarch, I should be able to delegate. I don't see any reason why people that have proven capable to run companies like Unilever and Nestle might not want to have a part in uh, running these corporations for the crowd. Benefit. After all, if they do a good job managing, the crown and the people of uh, Santo Bartolomeo will collect the benefits. It makes only sense, you know, to have a meritocratic system of uh, rewards.
1: It's truly fascinating that so many distant investors have come to express interest in that. This, I mean, we saw in the museum that this black soil is truly a wonder.
0: Oh, the black soil. Yeah, I would not rely too much on it. That's more the Carl thing. I think it's a nice curiosity for a few selected of the wealthy. But I think that's it.
1: Oh, well, then what are they? So, I mean, forgive my rudeness. I've I've always wanted to make it to St. Bart, but never have. Uh, what are they so interested in from your exports?
0: Well, mostly, again, tourism. This place has a reputation, the climate, the healthcare—it care. It is on top it. it will be a paradise for the wealthy. Could be very much could be
2: at least in his head. Johnny just like internally just says, you
1: <laughs> when you said Nestle, I Brad just threw up in my mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that that's repulsive. That's vile. But John Doe is still paying the cop playing. Well, I think it was a pleasure to meet you. I, do you know where we could find your brother?
0: Uh, he's not my brother. He's my
1: cousin. Oh, your cousin. Pardon.
0: We are not like the European monarchies.
1: Fair. Which monarchy would that be?
0: <laughs> All of
2: them. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I just like to take the chance to dunk on the Brits whenever I can. Uh, always. Do you know where we can
0: find him? He's probably at the Institute. Mumbling about something and in bad humor. That's actually how he is. And
1: also, I think we will take you up on that. Who should I call to set that up? Or And uh, she gives you a,
0: a business card.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much for your time, Your Majesty. <laughs> and as soon as we are out of earshot of everyone else, I, uh, John Doe stops, looks out over the picturesque island, And just very calmly, wow. Uh, Do you think she's actively malicious or just so greedy? I mean, not that they're different, but... (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, honestly, I feel like in this
2: specific context, those things are not distinct. I mean, like, not actively malicious towards the people that live here, but... Like certainly indifferent to a point of that as they are fodder for a meat
1: grinder, might as well be monarchs. Eh? Yeah, yeah, that was certainly my takeaway. I mean, I thought the I thought the British ones were bad, but I, well, now hang on, they are. I
2: know, but like she, this is a, a different, and
1: she could stand in their league. Yeah point man on their team.
2: And frankly, honestly, they'd probably love that.
1: I'm surprised they didn't just marry someone
2: into the family. I would not be shocked if that is sort of part of the long term plan. I just wow. I mean, I expected the monarch to be bad, but I'm bad for monarchy reasons. not bad for just like general corporate slime reasons.
1: Yeah, like yeah, no, I got you. Let's hope Carl's better. Probably not. No, I, I, I mean. I doubt it too. I am lowering my
3: expectations with every passing second. He's probably more on the other side of, what's the word? Uh, indolence. Is indolence a word for this? Indolent. I don't. Uh, affluent. That's it. He's probably more affluent than her, what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm. We're going to hope. All right. Plus, at least we get to look at this Institute, and the tour might be a good excuse to poke around a little bit. I am curious about that,
0: so. What does it care? Why don't you give me a challenge role related to communing with the spirits? Oh, no.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got a five.
0: I'm going to say that uh, if you want to succeed, it's going to cost you temporarily your connection. So your magic loss should be reduced by one size until the end of the next scene.
3: Yeah, sure. Why not?
0: So as you are walking away, you find yourself looking again at the portrait of Princess Sophie. And you also feel something down your spine, like suddenly you are connected with something massive, like underneath the waves, Period inside the island and like there's this sense of serenity of the grave like that you are standing at the threshold of something that is part shrine part the tomb of a lost dead god and you can tell the powerful spirits that preserve this place this receptacle, where someone forgot, someone quiet lingers beneath the waves, dreaming huh. of you.
3: I think they stumble a bit on, and probably knock something over. Probably an old French military suit or something like that, or an old Swedish one. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Swedish. We're gonna go knock over a Swedish like 18th century.
1: John just looks at Yoki. Yoki, are you okay? What's going on? Uh,
3: it's just the powerful connection was was something. It, it, it knocked me for a loop for a moment. Uh, I, I should be fine in a few days.
1: Are you sure? You you look a little green.
3: Yeah, yeah. Come on, let's 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 go see this Carl gentleman. All
0: right. If you are sure?
3: I, I'm 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 good. I'm good. I'm fine.
0: You plan to go to the institute where Prince Carl works? Is that correct? Or you want to take any detours before? And I believe we were going to go to Prince Carl's institute directly. You go there, and uh, again, because you are kind of expected that people like you will be talking about the regency and uh, who is going to be the next sovereign of the tiny nation. Yeah, even if. Uh, it is an institution of learning, it is a research laboratory, there's all this kind of security and safety checkpoints, but uh, you are able to quickly clear an appointment and uh, you get a brief tour of the Institute. And uh, it seems to be mostly dedicated to agronomy and uh, to to the all sorts of healthcare and uh, You get to the special laboratories where the magic happens, where the features of the black soil and the black floor are researched. And uh, do you see a man on his late thirties working uh, alongside a small team? And uh, he seems a bit, mm, I'd say, The, the way that highwayman looks when he's disturbed from his works. That's pretty much his reaction when he see you coming in and uh, he moved to slicing doors so that he meets you behind panels. Can we talk in my office? I'll be with you soon. Absolutely. We'll wait right for you there. Yeah. And uh, it's a tiny office, mostly adjacent to the lab. So space is at premium and you just want something to to sit and uh, maybe work on a, a small terminal and uh, it's pretty cramped so the, the four of you they are kind of cr- uh, clustered together and he pulls folders as a half distracted uh, using this opportunity to also get some paperwork in order i'm prince carl of house Jolie, but uh, you know that i pray that i do not have the time to, to meet your people in head of the conference, it's hoping to talk with you on the formal dinners that we have to attend. But seems this cannot wait. How can I help you? I mean, I'm just
1: a genuinely intellectually curious person. What are you researching? So,
0: are you familiar with the blood blood infusion? No. So he pulls out a few medical diagrams. The blackwood infusion is an alchemical construct that has been refined by medical science into something that can uh, revitalize the bodies, restore senescent cells, and all of all, have positive boosting effect on a body. In a way, it is and the, the Asian Inc. Longevity Serum and it is tied to proprieties uniques to these islands, to the so-called black soil, which itself is not indigenous to here, but a, a product of hard work. You can say that it's a bit, there's a bit of uh, something to say about uh, black blood being used to revert to create decrepit white bodies, which is uh, the most common application that it is used, this miraculous feature. I work in understanding exactly how it works, what is the source of the black soil, so that this can actually be made into a useful tool that actually can be implemented worldwide as medicine, rather to be a privilege of the elite among the elites.
1: Huh. That's super interesting. Genuinely. I mean, I don't want to keep you too much longer from important work like that. How do you feel about your cousin and her plans for the island?
0: He does not seem to be to be able to hide his opinions. And uh, he gives you a few polite ones, but we can hand up the pressing The issue is it obvious. He finally relents. Well, Yahima is a brilliant businesswoman. She knows how the world works in ways that uh, perhaps I am too reclusive to understand. I know that uh, I don't offer solutions, but hers don't feel quite right. I think she probably has the best chance for things to remain as they are, whatever that means. But there is, she's not very popular. People don't like her, and people might have their reasons. They also have their reasons not to like me, but I think it speaks a lot when I'm way more popular than she ever was. I have to say, If you are thinking still between me and her, that you go with her. Uh, You can see by the way that he says it, that he does not think that it's a binary option.
1: Where we're from, we don't like to just make these calls half cocked. What would you do? Hmm.
0: Take if you're outside of the situation looking in. So are you familiar with the concept of the Antillian games? It's probably not going to be something known for people outside of the Caribbean. Uh, Yeah, we just went to the museum,
1: talked about the Olympics, but the winner gets to join the royal family.
0: Yeah, essentially, yes. It's based on uh, traditional games that uh, have a long history about uh, cultures that uh, had a connection to the Caribbean and how they saw the responsibilities and the place of kingship and as part of that compromise is that beyond adopting members of established royal families to recreate some kind of indigenous leadership that would be perfect way to do it rather than just elevate temporal leaders it has a bias to select superheroes this is why the royal family ends up like the way it is such as myself and, of course, Yahima. The last one was long ago, and, uh, well, I think it's time to... Our great aunt, she, she she, really did not want to make a new one, but Queen Jenny is gone now. I think that the wisest decision would be to maintain the, the state of Regency a bit longer, hold a new round of games, and... Uh, select the new monarch with the wisdom of the newly appointed members of the family, but also perhaps from their ranks. If they choose Yahima after that, so be it. But I think it is time for new games. We have to give up the fantasy that there is some lost relative that might come and help us with this. I mean, what do you think the people would think of new games? I think the people would approve it. It, is, it has always been very popular. I mean, one of them can join the royal family. And uh, again, the people that uh, even the, the newly elevated royals they tend to be extremely popular, at least for the first years. Well,
1: sorry, I pulled you away from your important work. I think those are my only questions for you now. Uh, Johnny, Joachim? You
3: no, know, all me would say, yes, a vast contest of... Uh, strength and wits would be a great way to uh, choose leaders, but now I'm not so sure. I Have, have you thought of, you know, a more democratic approach? Like have, I don't
0: know, even democracy doesn't work so well sometimes, but still. I would say, depends what you call democracy, and if it's going to be an actual democracy, or if it's going to be the nonsense of the social democracies. And Europe, I think we can do better than that. Still, the contest of games is a lot better than the, what they got. I will think a lottery, honestly, will be better than what they got. <laughs> uh, I can surprised that you're not trying to sell us on cybernetics, even if just a mediator for this kind of democracy.
1: That's the thing. We aren't here to push our ideals onto you. We think it's the best way to organize things, and we hope that if we work together, you'll see that. But we want you and your people to determination how they run things rather than us do what the Americans and the USSR do and come in and tell you how to do things.
3: Yeah, and the machines are as only good as the people who run them. And if you don't have good people to start with, well, the machines don't do as good.
0: Well, we are a very small nation, so we tend to have pretty good institutions of self-management the things that uh, people resent the most is actually the royal corporations but having democracy outside of them while they themselves they remain organized in a corporate manner it's going to be meaningless because all the power and all the wealth is there so if people had a say, they probably would want to have a say on the royal corporations, which probably they only gonna get if they got more representation, which will be to have more of their own people in the royal family, in theory. Of course, that is also the option of dissolving those companies, but uh, that does not seem like that would solve any problems, and more likely, actually, for international companies to take over the unique magic, technology, and resources of the island. It's a really hard position to figure out how to actually devolve control of these powerful institutions to the people. Unless, I don't know, make every single of the 9,000 inhabitants of the island a member of the board. But I don't think that will fly at any moment.
3: Transitional times are very hard. Often it makes me wish through the simpler times of what you say are the games just challenges after challenges. It's, it, it works in stories mostly, but it doesn't... I don't know how well it translates into a larger modern culture. I'm not sure either, but... Highwayman, now, uh, what, what, what is your take on all this? Johnny has just been sort of... All of his information
2: is kind of just passing through him. He is still very much reeling from having seen Wax again for the first time in literally at least a decade. And when asked for his opinion, he kind of just looks up and he says, uh, 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 I, uh, I, th- I think everything I have to uh, express in-, in the moment um, has been expressed by these two fine folks. Uh, don't know that I have much to contribute, but I very much appreciated the long form insight into the overall the situation as it stands. Johnny is not someone who usually shies away from things like eye contact and like other interpersonal mannerisms. Normally, he is very well mannered and relatively personable or like personable. But in this moment, it's just I think even probably the prince can feel that discomfort coming off of him in waves to some extent. And I think he's trying to keep a lid on it and he is not succeeding.
0: Right. Well, thank you for your time. Anytime. You'll be seeing more of us. I'm counting on it. As I told you, we're going to have the dinners.
3: Mezric here is suggestion is maybe we should all take a break from all this. Uh, something's seriously affecting me. I don't know what it's about this place. Everything seems familiar, yet not. And Tyree Man is dealing with a massive amount of... Uh, what's the word? What's... what's, what's the word for when soldiers come home and they have issues so well
1: is trauma
3: tra- yes that's word that's word i think it was a little bit longer like something with a p but i but anyways i suggest that we take a moment for ourselves with some drinks sitting on the sand playing in the water maybe doing some fishing why don't we head to this the the sands for a bit
1: yeah, I mean, take a minute, gather
3: ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we have anything. Do we have anything? Anybody else we need to talk to? Like we've talked to pretty much everybody. We've done the museum tour. We got to keep our eye on Kissinger. Oh, no, that that asshole. I think hearing we've got
2: to keep an eye on Kissinger gets the first just very, very tiny little half smile out of Johnny for the first time in a few hours. And he says, honestly, when don't we have to keep a fucking eye on Kissinger?
1: I just don't want him to die and us to miss it. He's he's got to go soon, right? I mean, I don't want to. I don't. I don't.
2: I don't. Yeah, Johnny just says. I mean, like, listen. I I don't. I don't want him to die and it not be at least related to us. I mean, it's like you know, if it if it is, it is. But (laughs) it's like you know. Yeah, maybe a little little break to decompress.
1: Also, did did Sobrana call me boss?
2: Uh, I don't remember that. Honestly, you're kind of, I'm going to be real with you. You're sort of asking the wrong person. I uh, can say accurately, I have been sort of mentally checked out. Okay, good. Because I'm not the boss. I'm going to hit you with a maybe. Just a guy. Okay, let's go relax. That's one of my favorite things about you. John Doe, colon, just a guy. So yeah, I guess we probably go and take a quick beach break.
0: On your way to the beach, you see the Soviet delegation. And uh, you see Grigory, Arlev, waving at you. Hey, Chileans, right? John Doe, hi, Man, here I
2: think this may be the first time in Johnny's entire life, that he's been addressed as Chilean, <laughs> he's just like it, it. It sort of sends him for a loop for a minute, I think. And he's just like very quietly to the others, "Should we just go up and be nice?"
0: Yeah, let's let's we'll start there. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's us, Gregory,
0: right? Yeah, you might heard me about my my agent name Red X. Oh yeah, I've heard a couple of things
1: about it. Nice to meet you. John Doe's going to shake their hand. Nice, 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 nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Johnny will hold a hand out and just... Hi, women. Nice
0: to meet you. Yeah. Also, Bersalek, you know that they are a sorcerer. Yeah, I think you mentioned that. So, uh... How are you enjoying Sancto Bartolomeo? Uh, it's nice. Uh, The weather is very agreeable. Uh, It's really nice. Uh, uh, it's... Again, I never knew the places where my mother was from. And uh, yeah, if uh, the rest of South America is like this, I don't know why she'll ever left.
1: You know, each each place has their own pros and cons. I love it. What do you
0: think? It's it's great. It's great. So uh, what do you think about the Royals? They uh, they're interesting.
1: Mm.
2: Interesting is a good word for it. Mm. Interesting. How? You, uh, have you met
0: Yahima and Carl? Oh, no. Uh, they seem boring. Why Why? Why was there anything interesting about them? No, no, I'm more interested in this, the royals, you know? What royals? You know, the the Jolie family? Their whole thing? It's fascinating, don't you think? Oh, yeah. The, we went to the little museum. Oh, how quaint. Was it nice? It was all right. I thought... <laughs> I was the gift shop.
1: I and mean, I went to shake it. Yeah, I, I got a keychain.
2: I mean, I just I, I will say as gift shops go. It was nice, you know, it was clean, pleasant. Still overpriced. Yeah, it, it was it was a bit.
0: Yeah, it was pretty overpriced. Yeah, you know these touristy places we don't tend to have this kind of thing back home in our resort towns. Just want to clarify this person lives in Russia. They are a Moldovan sorcerer, yeah, so they are a member of the USSR and uh, an agent of KGB. Okay, but they live in Moldova. Yeah. Okay, all right.
1: Yeah, this, we don't get a ton of tourists in uh, Chile yet, but... Yeah, because of the embargo.
0: Because of the embargo. I'm sure you're familiar with one. Oh, yeah, it is. It is largely the embargo, yeah. Yeah, I, I never understood why... Well, I, I, we are kind of hoping that things with the El Puerta change, but why are you not uh, joining us and uh, hoping uh, help to us? I mean, you, you saw what we did for Argentina.
1: Unfortunately, that's kind of above my personal pay grade. I uh, I mean, and also this is an unusual forum for a middle of the road. You want to go get a drink and talk about it later? Yeah, sure.
0: Mm, but I'm uh, just saying uh, my boss... Yuri Andropov, he will be eager to cooperate with you. And again, you are basically the intelligence services of Chile. We called war together.
1: In LA, so we we'll talk. Where did you find out more about the royal family that wasn't in the museum? Oh, uh,
0: I went to the shrine. Uh, there's a shrine. Yeah, there's a there's a whole shrine to to Princess Sophia. The founder of the family it's known the the royal crypt it's a pilgrimage site for a lot of people take out my little touristy map do you mind give me some directions yeah it's there yeah and yeah it's it's one of the highlighted tourists spots. all right uh we'll catch up yeah uh, why are you such a rush i always rush yeah, well, it makes sense. Yeah, that's that's true. It's honestly it's like
2: I, I'm going to be very honest with you. Like part of the reason that we are part of the team is to get John to
3: slow down. Mm-hmm. Like you, you show him something shiny and he goes straight for it like a cat. It's a good job. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, don't, don't get me wrong. It's a,
2: it's
1: a hoot. Like the whole thing's a blast. But as this conversation is happening, John Doe has wandered away and is buying like a T-shirt. Johnny turns
2: to his left and then he, like, notices John is no longer there and then, like, looks over to where John is buying a t-shirt and then immediately turns back and is like, see, I'm not kidding. It's, like, really, it's genuinely kind of a thing.
0: All right, Yeah. Good.
1: Yeah. Do you guys think this will fit lens flare? Describe the t-shirt. Make up a t-shirt right now. <laughs> yeah here, here it is it's two crabs to the different cup of a bikini and it says life's a beach above it <laughs> then i then i say i look
2: at it and i say actually i think probably like one size bigger it doesn't matter how big the shirt is just i want this to be an oversized shirt on lens flare
1: the only ones that are bigger instead of the crabs have clams also strange mm. enough in bikinis and uh, say something about being happy as a
2: clam. No, you know what? Actually, I take it back by this one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how a man cannot stop making food crimes. No, never. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I, I've forgotten that this was one of the narrative threads that got decided about my character. <laughs> And then, yeah, Highwaymen turns back to Grigori and it's just like, see, really, like, it's truly a thing. It was nice to meet you, very much so. Uh, And uh, I, yeah, we look forward to talking to you later. So where do you go to? The docks. No, the the shrine. I was about to say, yeah, do y'all want to? Oh, no, no, we're going
3: to, we're going to the shrine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I was going to say. On our way to the shrine, we're stopping for whatever street food there is, grabbing
0: it and going. Yes. 100. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Which you decided is kind of uh, pastries, French influences, I guess.
2: That feels that feels right. Probably like that and just like stuff that would be like easy and quick to fry.
1: What if it's, hear me out here. This is going to sound weird, but I need you to follow me the whole way through. What if it's like a French dip dumpling? I almost just spat my coffee
2: out. That sounds fucking rad.
1: Yeah, it does. Cause there's such a rich tradition of like, I mean, dumplings are the classic street food, but the
0: idea of the dumpling wrapped in dough and served with doju. That's what it is. You make your way to the Royal crypts and they are quite extensive because again, for a family that has less than 200 years, they had a lot of members and uh There are two places which are being seen quite visit. One is a kind of gathering place between different sealed crypts, which there lies a coffin with Queen Eugenia, where she rests so that subjects across the world can give her the final farewell. And there is a crypt that lies open with three empty sarcophagi and there is a large stairway that leads across a grotto that has this strange fungi garden and deep in the grotto there lies a statue and a coffin that is supposed to contain the founder of the Jolly dynasty and this place is is less visited by the tourists and more like the local people and you realize that there's a lot of offerings that are left there and they seem to be all some kind of doll or toy usually tokens of uh, childhood so which of them seem to call particularly to each of you It's hand-stitched,
2: definitely. And there is a doll that looks like a little boy who is wearing, uh, not actually made of, well, maybe actually made of denim, but like, like denim overalls over a, just like a white, white shirt. I think Johnny genuinely like sees it and kind of starts to pass by it and then double takes and then stares at it for like a pretty significant patch of time before trying to sort of refocus on the situation. He stares at this doll for a really long time and I think goes to initially like almost moves to pick it up. But then kind of before he does that, remembers kind of, you know, respect for the dead. And as he's staring at it, we, the audience, see a cut to a scene of cornfields. And there is a little boy who looks exactly almost exactly is dressed exactly like this doll, and he is running through a field. Next to another little boy who, even though it has been many years, is very clearly a young Johnny Jennings. And they both look scared, but they duck into a very dense patch of corn plants and they stay there for like a long time. And then after a little while, they are like sitting there playing cards together, like joking around and laughing and then... In that moment, we cut back to modern-day Johnny Jennings, who's just staring at this doll, and he sort of stiffly turns away from that to pay more attention to the historically significant kind of elements of, of this room.
3: Uh, I think Joachim sees uh, a doll very reminiscent of them as a child, only not dressed in the traditional... Hyperborean garb, but a more fancy dress an outfit It's just, it's just, yeah, just like a life that could have been that was that will never be kind of deal. They think it's, uh, you know, they may be being too exposed to the outside world now and that they're getting tied to it too much. But who knows?
1: I think uh, John Doe sees a doll. It's dressed like John Doe. Even now, simple denim jeans, tank top, watch on the left arm, even as a detail that's just so striking. But in something that's very frightening for him, something that he makes him not call out to it, the doll doesn't have a face. It looks almost unfinished, if not for all the other
0: details on it. It's just a blank canvas face. So where does it go? Next to, the, to this doll, this fancy doll, you see other dolls that uh, seem to go to you. They are very old, very worn dolls. They're not mass-produced. They, they look well-loved and uh, well taken care. One seems to be a troll puppet, Those whose wood parts seem to have been replaced many times. And it's still showing scratches. And the other is a ragdoll like here. They seem to call to you a lot. You really you feel a connection like you have seen these before. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also feel, again, the same steer with something massive and dead underneath the island and seems to be much closer here at this shrine.
3: I don't know what's going on. I think I need some fresh air out of this musty uh, room. Uh, I'll I'll meet you outside. Uh, All right. I think that statement kind of punctures
2: Johnny's reverie that he's in because that tactical part of his brain takes over and he has... Johnny knows that, like, Joachim's instincts are very good and, like, as far as he knows, they have rarely, if ever, led us astray. So I think he says, I'm going to follow Joachim out, John. If you want to just keep eyes in here, we'll be waiting outside. I'm just going to make sure that they're all right. Uh, yeah, give me a minute and I should be right up. Yeah, of course. And Johnny goes to go after Joachim.
3: I don't know what type of trees are on this island, but Joachim will be now sitting under a tree holding their head. Kind of like uh, they're experiencing a headache or a migraine or something like that. Hey, uh, Joachim, what's on, uh, what's on your mind? You all right? You feeling okay? I think I know what they mean by the black blood. Mm, I'm all ears. I think it's the body of a dead god buried deep under this earth. But there's something else here. I don't, I, I don't know what it is, but it's like this familiarity... It's just too familiar to me, and I don't. Uh, I, I I don't remember much of what happened before I washed up on Hyperborea, and I, I never really had a need to explore that. Huh. So I, I think that's why me and John gets along so well because we both have these memories. But I was also very very young when I when I washed up, so there wasn't much memories to not have. Sure. There's. I I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I was from this island. Maybe I, maybe I was from a nearby island. I, I don't know. Maybe I visited here as a child before I washed up on shore like you know, most of the people did on Hyperborea. But, was, but the god is concerning. I, I think I should be more concerned about the dead god. They're, they're somehow mining the dead god and creating an immortality serum with that. Or some sort of rejuvenation serum, I'm sure they have an immortality serum, or wait, no, they probably don't because a queen just died, or maybe she chose to die. huh uh we might be getting bogged down in the details. I will say this i i
2: yeah, you're, you're right, you're right. dead god definitely seems worrying let's i absolutely will say, let's kind of for the moment prioritize that, but like you know it seems like we are all reckoning with our past a little bit right now. So once we have sort of our priorities taken care of. Yes. I, for one, uh, think that you should take all the time you need to figure it out. You know, we'll be around. Well,
3: well I, I think the next stop should be, you know, the, the, the place where they're getting this black dirt or whatever they call it. It was black dirt, right? Yeah. It's alchemically and scientifically formulated into the black blood. So we should probably go where they mine the black dirt and see check out that area. And I mean that as an unofficial capacity. We're going to have to go in quietly. I want to see the real. I want to see the real. Yes.
2: I agree on both counts. I think we're we're on the same page about that one. I'm sure John probably very well might have something to add to that. But I'm willing to bet uh, probably will be on the same page.
0: Crimson Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Radio. Joaquin Jarv, a.k.a. Berserkir, is played by Brent Torrison. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, a.k.a. The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlaxer. They can be found at SGCADelacek on Instagram and YoungSpacedead on Twitter. They are largely imperceivable. John Doe is played by Bradley Handler. You can follow him at JudgeTheBarbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Split Roll, where he screams his opinions at you, Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at the Letil and more of her stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Ichio or co-writing Split Roll. Citadel Comics RPG is the property of Greater Than Games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits some Gold Agonist is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast just because a friend told us about it.